an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Hey, y'all, I'm Bevan. And I'm Brittany. Welcome to Be My Neighbor. Our neighborly duties are to provide real-life solutions and practices that elevate and inspire, but also remind us to not take it all too seriously. We're real-life neighbors that quickly learn that you simply cannot do it on your own, living in a competitive and fast-paced environment like New York City. Each week, we invite you into the apartment along with our metaphorical and literal neighbors to share advice on how we get through this thing called life. We don't just share the sugar. We serve up the real tea. From navigating relationships to building a career, we want you to recognize and embrace the best version of you. We want you to know that your crazy is okay. And that you're definitely not alone. Our door is always open. And we want you to know, we've We've got got your back. back. Y'all, we are so excited to have my friend Alex Kaola here with us today. So Alex founded High Priestess of Brooklyn with the mission of helping people achieve modern enlightenment. She uses a unique blend of astrology and tarot to deliver practical psychic guidance you can use at major life crossroads and every intersection in between. Think your own cosmic Google Maps, in Alex's words. Her work has been featured in Well and Good, Bustle, Betches, Sport Lux, Inscape, and more. You can expect new and full moon forecasts and evergreen spiritual wellness topics via her podcast, Priestesses Prescribe. That is a mouthful, Alex, and I love it. Welcome, Alex. We are so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited when Bevan said... Brittany loves this shit. I I love it. I am obsessed with readings and what it means and future. Yeah. I was like, when can we get her on? Can we get her on tomorrow? (laughs) Oh my God. With everything that's happening. Lickety split. No, it's so fun. I also am so fascinated every time I get to do a reading. I'm like, cool. Like it's so fun to see how people work specifically like with a partnership or a relationship, seeing the similarities you have, the differences you have. It's all energetics. It's so cool. We're going to get into all that. So Mm -hmm. first and foremost, Alex and I worked together at Soul years ago, and I had no idea you had any of these psychic abilities and gifts. How did you discover this about yourself? Neither did I. Oh, man. I was like you know, soul was a very woo woo environment. So we could talk about, I was always obsessed with astrology. So we would talk about, you know, chat. So basically I was going through like a major life transition while I was at soul cycle. I was in a relationship that was not the right relationship. We lived together. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing with my life, my job, everything like kind of hit the fan. And I was sitting next to my friend and who said, I have a psychic that my mom talks to. Do you want to talk to him? And I was like, yeah, tomorrow, you know, like, please, I need help. And he was the one who told me I was psychic. He said I was an extremely psychic woman. And I was like, excuse? You're like, come again. I was like, what does that even mean? I I just, and of course he told me sort of, I have claircognizance as my main ability and that's a psychic knowing, which means it's confusing because you don't know if you know what you know, because everyone knows that, or it's just you. Sounds like a friend's episode. Yeah, totally. I'm Phoebe a hundred percent, obviously. And that's where I got my first tarot deck at, at soul. And it sort of started to evolve. So wait, you just started doing tarot readings for your friends and family and kind of playing around with that. And 
and then realize that you were knowing things that other people didn't know. Yeah. And you remember I used to interview people. So that was my job. So I would come out of the interview and we would do them in pairs and I would compare notes with the other person and be like, so like, you know, they're like this because like their father's ambition. And they were like, what did you, where did you, they didn't say any of that. I didn't get that. Like, you know, what were these interviews for? I did executive recruitment at SoulCycle. And like, that was my 10 year career in corporate environments. So that was really fun for me to connect with people's energy, but I didn't realize that any that had anything to do with the psychic abilities. Like it all kind of came together later where I was like, oh. So then you leave Seoul and you're like, I'm discovering all these things out about myself. It's all starting to make sense. Talk to us a little bit about the like psychic hustle. Like you have made this your full-time job. This is your thing now. How, how did you make this your first full source of income? I got to a point where I said I was reading for myself, then reading for friends and family, then reading for people beyond that. And you know that phrase where people tell you what you're good at or what you should be doing? Yeah. I started to just listen to people who were like, you should probably like do this, take it out on dry land. And it also got to a point where it was like, I couldn't not do it. It was so prevalent in my life. It was something I was spending every waking moment doing outside of work and sometimes in work, if I'm being honest, (laughs) and you just have to pay attention to that. So I said, you know what? I have the name. I've had it for years. That came to me. I said, I'm just going to start. And I don't really know how it's going to evolve, but I can't not do this. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm meant to do this for my life. So I got to just get going. And it's grown from word of mouth. Like how I, this is, it's tough to, to market yourself as a psychic. I know you have, and you've been in some incredible, incredible pieces and featured, but. The kicker is making it accessible because this is really just energetic exchanges and everyone has these abilities truly So it's just about tapping into your intuition and really trusting yourself. And so that is really what I'm here to do is just help people guide, help to guide people on whatever path they need to be on. If you break it down to the lowest common denominator, like it's not that weird. I feel (laughs) it's like taking the woo woo and making it practical. How did you promote yourself for this? I kind of knew from the corporate environment that I knew what I was good at and I knew what I was not good at. So not good at self-promotion, not really. So I can't do graphic design, things like that, but I can write, I can connect with people, I can like market in that way or do fun things on like social. So I just focus on what I could do and what I couldn't do, I outsource. I just put a lot of investment in it while I still have my corporate job too. So I just realized like every piece of income that I made at that time, I would just funnel it and invest it in the business and grow it as fast as I could. You're on so many different like websites and there's all these stories about you. And I'm like, you've taken something. I think so many people would look at a passion like this and just say, oh, it's my passion. This is just what I do. This is not how I generate income. And you've taken it and made it this incredible thing, this incredible business. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just living in your purpose, you know, like it's, if you're really passionate, you guys talk about mission a lot. If you really are living from your mission place, then everything else kind of works out. I have to trust myself to make my own income now. Mm-hmm. But once I did, and like when I got let go, I was like rejoicing. Literally, I told my mom, like, guess what? <laughs> you're pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> I got laid off. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have an IUD. It's just not, I don't even know why you asked me anymore, but hey, no, um, that is possible. That oh, is possible. Fair. Like, yeah. you know, but, but it wasn't that. Yeah. Fair, yeah. <laughs> very, very slim chance of possibility. Slim to none. So I was like the, you know, the probable thing I'm coming to you about is that I got let go. And, um, and then like, as soon as the doors were like open like that, people came it's really it's, remarkable. Yeah. I had the similar thing too. I was nerve wracking for sure when I parted ways with my PR job of eight, 10 years, whatever it was, but it was also eye opening. And then it opened so many doors. When you leave when the to, doors open. Exactly. And finally able to focus on what I really wanted to do. And I'm with you on that. I think it's really powerful. Again, not easy and very scary. I'm sure when you first had those first initial clients and stuff, you were probably tabulating, can I afford to live in Brooklyn, New York City, wherever it was? I was I was eating cereal some nights because I was like, this is what I've got. <laughs> this is what totally. I've got. Totally. But it was. I think that's so cool and just amazing that you took that leap and really commend you for it. I really do. Thank you. I actually couldn't be here without the pandemic, to be honest with you, like saving money, not going out, being social. I live in Brooklyn. Most of my friends live here. It's very hard for me to save money. Yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. Saving money in New York City, forget it. You go out in two seconds. I mean, we would, I was out all the time. I was like, where's all my money going? It's crazy. I had an Uber problem. Bevan was constantly in her own town car. I had a serious problem. And I was just like in the subway and I'm like, how is she doing this everywhere? And she's like, Brittany, I'm not doing it. I'm (laughs) I'm taking, I'm, if I'm going to be working and doing this and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I would be like the wacko on the subway (laughs) with 95 bags, like hitting people and being like, sorry, this is a sample. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Don't touch. But, um, so wait, what do your clients come to you the most for? Is it love life, you know, career, finances? What is the like, most common thing you see? I want people to come to me when they're like at a crossroads. That's my favorite. When someone comes to me and is like, I'm not sure if I should be like with this person for the rest of my life or not. I'm like, cool, let's figure this out. Or like, what am I supposed to do in my career? I'm like, yes, like that's fun. It's scary and hard, yeah. but that's when I got the most out of any reading I went to because I was like, I don't, I literally don't know what to do. You know, a lot of people come to me when they're just at like the hands in the air moment. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of my favorite too, because it's then we can get strategic with it. What happens when you see some of the darker stuff and like keeping that from your clients, is it hard to break that down to them? I'm an eternal optimist. <laughs> I'm kind of the one that delivers the shit sandwich. <laughs> this is the thing we're going to focus on. Like I'll go to kind of the the good thing, do the berry, and then end on the positive. Okay. That's my personal style. That's what I want someone to do to me as well. So yeah. I'm probably not for everybody in that some people would rather just like know right away or whatever, rip the bandaid off but I also try to adapt to them. So if they come to me and they're like, I'm totally open. You can tell me whatever then I just will. Also this thing happens when you're channeling where it's like, you, there are words that will, I will use that I would not normally use. So there's a part of this where my ego needs to get out of the way because that's actually what they need to hear. If it's direct, if it's blunt or whatever, it's honestly harder to read for friends because if I know that it's a harder thing to give them, then I get into friend mode and 
I can't move aside. It's too, it's very hard to balance that. For all of the non-believers out there and convincing them that where they're born and, and when they were born has an effect on the person they become. We want to know, like, how do you convince those people and how do the stars really affect us? I truthfully don't. If someone is like not in it at all and they're skeptical, I really try my best not to read for them. Most of those people are not coming to me. But what I'm not here to do, I'm here to give you awareness. I'm not here to convince you that any way is better than some other way. Uh, Many times early on in my career when I was reading in bars, literally, and someone would be like, "Ah, I don't believe in this. I would try to convince them and work really hard at doing so. And then my energy was depleted and they skipped into the ether with, you know, a lot of my energy and, and I kind of felt again, depleted. So learned kind of early on, it's not really my bag. It's other people's bag to convince people that astrology is the way truth and light, but really there's different strokes for different folks. Okay. I got to ask. I got to ask. I got to ask. <laughs> Brittany's pregnant. Is it a boy or a girl? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> what do you feel? We were talking about this earlier today and I was going back and forth. Originally, I always thought girl, but for some reason, I'm just getting a lot of boy things happening. I don't know why. I just have felt that. and But I'm just happy either way. I don't, I would be over oh, the moon. Okay. We know, we know everybody. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Shut up. All the parents say this. We know. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It sounds so cliche. Wow. That's terrible. But <laughs> no. I'm just grateful for health. That's what I wanted to of say. Just grateful for health. Like I don't care. Amen. You know, I did that for, um, my, my boyfriend's sister when she was pregnant and we did, we made a bet. I said, if I predict the gender, <laughs> then my boyfriend had to stop making fun of what I did. Oh, yes. And he still does. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. really work. But what did she have? She had a girl. Okay. She had a girl. Yeah. So we did. And you know what? Honestly, it's hard to not do it in person because we can do the pendulum thing. We can do, we can definitely do the cards too. We'll meet it another time for sure. But, um, but the fact that she's not finding out is like just a fundamental difference in Brittany and I. Like I could not stand it yeah. at all. And Brittany's like, it's good. <laughs> the baby's healthy. It's going to be a fun surprise. I'm like, this is not fun it's for anyone. It's an amazing <laughs> surprise. Like I can't, that, that's what I'm excited for that surprise. So I think it's so emotional and, and different. So, but I know t- all my girlfriends are like, you're insane, but <laughs> we're doing a gender neutral. It's fine. That's it. I love that. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And I, what I would like to do for you when the baby's born is do their chart and give you some parenting advice. I do that for clients and it's really helpful. I would absolutely Because they can't communicate for a while. (laughs) I would absolutely love that. And that would be incredible. I will definitely be taking you up on that and, and, hire you for that. You got it. You got it. it. Um, We want to, before we get into, I guess we're going to do a little personal reading. Is that what we're going to do here? Yeah, I'm going to read you both. I'm going to read your charts and like the similarities. 
Awesome. So we just had, we had another question about manifestation because both Bevan and I were big believers in the art of manifestation and its powers. And we've noticed that you contributed to a bunch of different outlets surrounding this whole topic, but we want to know, you know, for others out there that are looking to possibly dive into their passions and all of our neighbors, like, how do you call that a manifestation strategy or maybe just where to start? And then obviously we can get into it later, but what are your thoughts on that? Manifestation is so powerful. It's the coolest. I would say the strategy to start is to get really quiet with yourself and really focus on getting clarity on what you want. Everybody manifests differently. Visualization is a huge one in your mind's eye, writing things down, speaking things into existence. So you do need to be mindful of what you're saying and what you're putting out there. People can positively manifest without realizing it and negatively manifest without realizing it. So, you know, Bevan and used to say in class, talk kindly to yourself, mm-hmm. speak that into existence as well. So the people who say, I'm going to get that job and they go for it and they get it, that's manifestation. You know, like recognizing when you've called something into existence, gotten it, has happened for you and like make, make a conscious effort to remember those loops and remember when you said, no, I won't get that job. Mm -hmm. And when you didn't get the job and that can be just as powerful. It's interesting for me, it's always beyond words. Like it's a guttural feeling that comes sometimes in like a wave. And I'm like, oh, I can really see that possibility. Like I can actually see it. And then that's when I get really excited. It's the coolest. It's the coolest. It's amazing. Human design is another system that I don't read for, but there's some differences in in people. And so that's what I would sort of ask people to just think about when you've manifested and when it's been most powerful because people do it differently. Some people need to be specific. I want that specific car. And some people can say, I just need a car Mm. or I want a black car or whatever it is. I want a house that has a balcony. Okay. Well, that could look really, really different and it doesn't matter. But if like you need specific things and you recognize that specific things have come into your life, then go with that. Maybe make lists. Some people would need to look at Instagram or Pinterest or something and and see like, oh, I love that bedroom. I want something like that and really feel their way into it. I'm more like that. And I manifested in another way that wasn't right for me for a while because I didn't really realize it. So we are going to show you guys the magic of Alex by selfishly getting our charts read right now. So Alex, take it away. Okay. So excited. I'm going to pull up your charts as well as we're talking through this. So just tell me straight up before we get into it, what do you guys know about astrology thus far or your own charts? I really know my signs and I've had like certain things done before, but I can't, to be honest with you, they're just like, my mind is mush right now. <laughs> like I, I, I know signs and why they lead to certain things, but yeah, I'm just kind of a, yeah, it's nothing's coming to me. <laughs> I basically know I'm a Libra and I knew, I mean, I've, I've had it all read in some ways before. And the only thing I do remember is that like something about the trajectory of my life was centered around education, which did not make sense to me like pre Saturn return. But then all of a sudden now, of course it makes a great deal of sense to me. Yeah, that's all I know. Totally. Makes sense. Saw that too. Okay. Well, Bevan, since you just last spoke, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, you're Virgo and Libra cusp. So what I like to say about people who fall on the cusp, which is right 
at the change of the two signs is you get the best of both worlds and potentially some of the detriments (laughs) of both as well. So, but you also have other Libra and other Virgo placements. So I really, I don't know you, you must, I know you identify a little bit more like a Libra, but I'm wondering why do you feel that? So I guess I've just always read stuff about Libras and I'm like, oh, it's me. But you know, I don't know. No. Well, you also have a rising in Libra. So Mm, so maybe that's why that I think that double Libra helps a lot. So your sun sign is your basic identity. That's what everyone knows as their sign. But you have a plethora of different placements, signs, and then house placements in your chart. So it all kind of colors your personality differently. So your rising in Libra, the rising sign is how other people experience you. And that is the first impression that you leave with others. And so because of what you do, and you're constantly getting that feedback loop from other people, it reinforces the Libra ideal, which is seeking out balance, great communicator, really fair. Justice is my word. Justice is a great word for for Libras. That's actually the tarot card that's associated with Libras as well. So that's perfect. The great things about you is that you are able to have empathy for other people and really see the other side. Now, I am going to blend this a little bit too, because Britt, you have your moon in Libra. And so when the moon is the emotional self, and that is who you are deeply within yourself. And so it's no surprise to me that right off the bat, you guys have a, a couple different things that make it so that you work very well together, but but also relate very much to one another. And that is one of them. So these tie-ins are, are super strong. So that Libra ideal for you, Brittany, is in your moon sign. And that means that's how you process emotionally in crisis, in celebratory times, you want to be in a partnership, you want to collaborate, you want to communicate through it, intellectualize your emotions, like, and Bevan's a little bit more like that on the surface. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. So and I'm then, like, let's break it down. She's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's already there and I'm like let's 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 step take three steps back and look at it at all and at all and she's like I I'm already feeling I'm already feeling it's already yeah makes a lot of sense okay well well Bevan your moon is in Aries which is really the opposite of the Libra ideal so the, the Libra your sun your rising all about fair balance your internal self is all about independence and bold exuberance, energy, quickly onto something, quickly off of something. So fast from thing to thing. <laughs> I'm dying. Whiplash. <laughs> dying. Hot temper, potentially, when you you went, you know, when potentially. you're pushing that point. Dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> But also the the person that is going to be the most excited for their friend, you know, that that's the one you, you're going to get the excitement from her. And when she really feels it, when she doesn't feel it, really, she's not going to be able she to. She doesn't care. Exactly. I can't fake it. Yeah. She's it. like, no, on. she's like, well, I'm sorry. This is what I'm doing. And let's have a good time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so is what it is. So that's also ruled by Mars, which is the planet of action. So it's a fiery moon sign. It's cool. I actually did a recent Instagram about other famous people that have moon and Aries. It was really interesting. Who was it? Kristen Cavallari. Which my husband said is his second wife. And I was like, 
fuck off. You have a similar, I could see a vibe. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah. When I was younger, we looked a little bit more like Usher. Of course. Usher, Usher. Let it burn. <laughs> well, Hello. Sense. Makes sense. Yep. Hello, Ed Sheeran. Ed kind Sheeran. Of a wild card. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. Those are not three bad ones. Bevan can sing really well. No, I cannot. And yes, she can. And it's like secret. She can play the guitar. One time we were really drunk and she started playing. I was like, where did this hidden (laughs) talent come? Like, have you ever always done this? Brittany was drunk, so she wasn't clearly listening. I thought she was great. I was like, this is, you're exceptional. So good. But was there an actual guitar there? or Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a record. (laughs) There's definitely a guitar. There was, right? She yeah, was there was. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wasn't okay. actually touching it. It was like just air guitar. <laughs> yeah. Brittany, you have your Mercury sign is an Aries. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Mercury because you guys both communicate, obviously, for your jobs. And the Mercury sign controls the way that you think and communicate. Mm. Brit, your Mercury is in Aries, which means that you can really relate to the way that Bevan will get when she's very excited or, or, you know, on the detriment of that. And you're also the way you want to get information or the way you process information. You want to get right to the point. Give me the facts. (laughs) I, you're going to let go of the things that are superfluous or that don't matter and just let them fall away. She's so good at that. Which it's a real skill, but then it's also like the minutia or like the admin functionality. You're like, I don't have any patience for that. Like, no, I don't have any patience for it. I'm like, are we wasting time and why? I don't, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) exactly. So you're direct to the point you can really kind of relate to Bevan in that way, which is cool. Bevan, your Mercury is in Virgo, which actually reinforces that Virgo Libra cusp that we were talking about. You are the organizer. You prefer to have lists. You would like to process your information in an analytical way. So you want data, but you're okay with minutia. That actually isn't so bad. So that's a kind of a good pairing because it's like you'll do the things that Brittany does not have the patience for and, and Brittany will like lead in the communication style. Yes. So true. Yes. Very, I noticed very that a little bit with the podcast too. It's the yeah. dynamic works, but it really works. I love that you yeah. can see that. Like, you know, that's just cool. That's very, <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's so true. And I'm, I'm fine to like step out on meetings that we go on and, and speak to it. And Bevan is so incredible with concepting and coming up with, different things. And yeah, it's, it's wow. That's yeah. Are you the seller? 100%. Yes. 100%. yes. I can, I can do... recognize one in another. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's my whole, I've my whole life I've been brought up. We've been selling, I've been selling since I've been like eight years old, you know, like literally legit using every tactic I have to flirt with every man at my guys at my dad's company to sell them lemonade just so I can make the most money. I was like, you better buy some lemonade because you work for my dad at eight years old. This is terrifying. Yeah, it's terrible. It is. It's it scary. Mind you, but yeah, yeah. who yeah. pays your bills? <laughs> Give me your money and um, tips. Tips are welcome right here. <laughs> I, had a t- I had a tip jar for what? For pouring. Oh my god! They were like, "Where did she incredible. come up with tips?" I was like, "You got to have that extra, that extra smile, that extra thing." It was eight years old, maybe even younger. Mm-hmm. Inherent. <laughs> yes. Inherent. That's great. I'm obsessed with that. 
The third house in your chart rules your immediate environment, including your neighborhood, where you'll settle down, who you have in your immediate environment, could be friendships, things like that. So Bevan, your third house, uh, you have Neptune in your third house in Sagittarius. And Neptune rules all that we cannot see, faith, spirituality, Mm. and the illusions or disillusions that we might have. And that's in Sagittarius, it's all about exploration, being able to explore the world and bring back what you've learned into your immediate environment. And the way that you do that is through faith and spirituality. That's what you gather from other cultures and bring into your own hood. Into my hood. I love that. That does feel very right on the nose. Mm -hmm. Right on the nose. And then what you were talking about earlier with the teaching is your 11th house, the community element. That's the global community that we're all a part of. That's ruled by Aquarius. That's where your Mercury and Virgo is. So you're meant to be out in the public eye speaking in the clear, concise, matter of fact way that you are and really communicate whatever you need to communicate. It's not even, it's, it's your style needs to be out there and you need to be communicating. Thank you. (laughs) This is so good. It's almost like you should have a podcast or something like that. Maybe. (laughs) No, that's so interesting. You know, I've always talked about wanting to do like speaking on a larger scale and I get really frustrated when my thoughts aren't fully fleshed out yet. And I start to ramble and I don't feel like I'm clear and concise and I haven't fully wrapped myself around an idea, it's very, very frustrating for me. But then she makes those lists to make sure she covers exactly (laughs) each point and exactly writes out every single thing that she is going to say. So yeah, you're a scripture. So you need to be prepared and you know that about, you know that about yourself. You have the awareness, but once you're prepared, you need to get the hell out there. Okay. Get a speaking. (laughs) There's a sign that we're talking about this today. My husband said it to me last week too. He sent me something. He was like, you need to be doing this. I'm done. I said that to you like two weeks ago. I know. Okay. I'm listening. And probably two years ago. Yeah. I think you did. (laughs) There's a reason why. Where does it say in my chart that I'm not a great listener? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I think I'm talking about it. She hasn't fully processed it yet, so she's not listening. She needs a minute. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. No, just kidding. You'll get there. Okay, Britt. So your third house is where your moon is. And so that's the emotional self. So you are really going to connect with people on a deeper level in your very close circle. And that's super important to you. It's very important that you wear your heart on your sleeve. And people feel that from you and people connect with you very quickly. And that is a superpower. It really is. She can, I mean, like in two seconds, she connects with the person at the, you know, grocery store. It's unreal. It it just, she just like weaves herself into people in the best way. Like me, but then hopefully (laughs) we'll give you some tips in a little. Yes. It takes a while (laughs) to break. Yeah. I'm telling you, you just still carry around that lemonade. (laughs) Yeah, but or some people are right in, but or I'll just keep working to establish that relationship and eventually. And then your 11th house is the global community like we spoke about and your Chiron is there, which is actually an asteroid. It's not technically a planet, but that is the wounded healer and your Chiron 
being in the 11th house reminded me a lot of the episode you did where you shared your story mm. about your, you know, your journey with pregnancy. And that to me, I mean, first of all, that was so brave and amazing. You need to be sharing stories like that, that you've evolved from when you get to a place where you can share it. And that will bring the community together globally for you. Ooh. Sharing those things, which yeah. is hard for you, but like that's, I'm sure you noticed that you magnetize a lot of people towards you. Yeah, that was, I just yeah. got chills. Yeah. It's, it's something that it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about, of course, but I do. And Bev and I have reflected on it a bunch of times too, because people still send messages to this day, you know, and reach out about it because everyone's going through pregnancy at a different time or hardships in their life at a different time. It's never not going to happen to a woman, unfortunately, you know? So yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's, it's powerful to be connected sometimes through pain, really, you know, to grow. Absolutely. That is just a testament to your strength is that you are the kind of person that can take a story like that and share it in a way that's so inspirational and comforting to other people. It's just, it's a, it's a representation of your strength. Thank you. Do you want to ask anything about the business? Is there anything? Because I would love to pull out the cards and then to get a little bit more specific. Wait, first and foremost, I want to know what I should be speaking about. (laughs) Spirituality? Well, with that third house, that Neptune in Sagittarius, yeah, I I think like that faith-based understanding of the world would be super cool to be speaking about. So like Mercury and Virgo, your best asset is that you're able to break down into like a list, like a how-to. So is that, you know, how to find yourself spiritually, how Mm -hmm. to manifest, how to speak kindly to yourself. I mean, I think pull from your experience for sure, but that would be, you're going to inspire kind of no matter what you're talking about. But if you're able to leave people with like a very clear understanding of what they need to do next, Mm. because that's what you're very good at doing. I think that could be really powerful. I'm going to listen to this back again, process this longer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What questions do you have, B? With any business and any collaboration, I think we get nervous just about future. And I think one of our biggest nerve wracking things was we never thought we were going to move away from each other. We never. knew that was right. We knew that was happening inevitably, but like now it's here. And I guess what you foresee for us now that we're in different spaces and not right next door to each other and have that energy. We had so much energy at the end of our Mm -hmm. apartments. Like I knew when she was not feeling good, she would text me and be like, I can feel that you're going through something today. It was, yeah, it was very crazy. And she was like, how the hell did you know this? That I had a terrible day. And I guess just, yeah, the few, like that, that collaboration of that, you know, if we're going to be okay in a part. (laughs) Yeah. Does that make sense? And how the hell do we make money off this? Can those cards <laughs> tell us that? Because we have yet to crack that egg. And financially, yes. <laughs> okay. So right off the bat, I'm I pulled for what you were asking about with how are we going to make this work when we're not very close to one another. So the Queen of Swords comes up, the Seven of Swords, and the Nine of Swords. All swords? Is that common? 
for that to happen? Um, it means you're using quite a bit of mental energy here mm. instead of feeling through this distance. So the ability to communicate is there with you two. Obviously, you need to trust that you each have your own way about doing that and go with that and trust because a lot of this is about like unnecessary mistrust of the process and unnecessary anxiety around it. So what I heard before I even was done shuffling was like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Like it's currently working. (laughs) So letting go of some of that unnecessary, like anxiety around the process will be helpful for you guys because that's not going to help anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Never does. This is really the right engagement for you both. So this is the four of wands, which is a really lovely engagement card. This is the right thing for you guys to be doing, to be communicating with others, to be standing on platforms. You asked about monetization, potentially standing on platforms that are larger than yours and speaking out about what even the topics that you speak about here, you know, and like letting that sort of gather momentum and steam with other partnerships. I could see that really working well. And just like a platform, maybe one step or three steps larger than Mm. where you're at now, or maybe even four. Like someone else's platform. Yeah, I could definitely see that being the case, like standing on another stage that would give you like quadruple the reach, if that makes sense, obviously. I agree with you in that we've tried to think of different ways of we've tried to conceptualize it, but and COVID happened. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, we had a plan. Yeah. We were going to do like a a college tour mm-hmm. of bringing you know na- people from certain neighborhoods together into the colleges and sharing the same thing we same sort of thing we do on the podcast with people out in the world. So maybe it's a different kind of stage than the auditorium. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. I want you guys to also trust your gut when you know that the guest is not correct for Ooh. you. So being unafraid to say no, even if you've already recorded or something like that. So like that is probably going to be, I haven't dealt with that yet, but I can imagine that will be something we'll have to deal with too, just because like energetically people can feel that. Yeah, I don't know if you've had an experience like that before, but just being like trusting your gut and like knowing when to move into it or, or say, you know what, like now doesn't feel like the right time and just being pretty totally. honest. Put that one that. in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The hermit comes through reverse, which is an interesting one too. It suggests that you might be anxious about learning something or mastering something. So I don't know if you've been working towards like mastering, let's say it's editing or some aspect of the topics that you're going to be speaking about, things like that. If you have anxiety about what you're speaking about, you don't feel totally, Bev and I think I'm more speaking to you on this, like you're not the expert. You're not always going to be the expert, but you're bringing on experts. So you don't, it's, you don't need to be the expert. So like letting that like anxiety go that you need to know everything before you talk to the person or before you engage with the person, it's not the move. Okay. Valid. I think, I think B and I both do that. You get deep and like, I don't know where this person was born. (laughs) And we're perfectionists though too. Yeah, we both are. We want to make sure it's, everyone, all of our neighbors are taking away something tangible from everything and not the minutia, you know. Absolutely. 
once you guys get on that platform, you're going to get overwhelmed a little bit with some details. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's what you wanted. So just be cognizant of how much you're taking on, because if it all hits at one time, it could be a little overwhelming for (laughs) you both. And so just think about the timing of things. And if it's possible to not necessarily like you could say yes, but I don't know what time we can do it or something like that. If you can like leave that open, because I would hate for you guys to be like, we got everything we wanted. It's really, really scary. This is too much. I'm going to have a breakdown. So <laughs> you're not going to because we're having this reading. So you're oh, now you know. What's the platform? I can't yeah. leave the detail. We can pull more on that if you want to. Yeah. One person in particular that I think you will go through trust issues with is a king of swords. So this is most likely a male air sign or someone who is extremely blunt, logical, straight to the point. I think you can trust them, but there is some trust issues with them. It could be either like letting go or like you've just been burned in the past or something like that, but they have great intentions for you both. So this is someone that you can really trust to help you, whether it's technologically. Yeah. I think it's someone that would help you like just, they're extremely logical. They're they don't have a great filter. It's just kind of a, it comes out. Oh. <laughs> You're like, okay. These are husbands. Yeah. <laughs> they both fit right into that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm Very like. There's well, different be. aspects of that for sure. That. They come together and they give you their advice. Yeah. I mean, just, I guess just trust, take what serves you and leave the rest. And, but you, they do have the best of intentions. So that's amazing. And then we talked about manifestation. The magician comes up, which is such, this is the manifestation card. So have you written down your dreams, your hopes, your desires for the podcast? Have you really like, not in a while. worded this? Okay. Not in a while. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. Not in a while. We, we wrote down when, when we did a little relaunch and all the stuff that we needed to do in order to get that done. But we have not come back to that. We said, let's give it six months to look at everything and see where it's grown. And we've seen again that we're growing. Yeah, we should do a vision board of this. And it's hard when you're always working to take the time aside for this type of stuff. Yeah. And the manifestation stuff, because you've got to get all the other things done and all the, you know, everything else outlined. And, but it is really important to do. And it basically your guides are saying like, you've gotten what you dreamed of. You, you've achieved some major things. So now it's time to do it again. Like you got to keep going, you know, when you hit those milestones, you got to set a new goal, yeah. right? Like, but dream bigger than what you think is possible. Mm. That's the other thing about manifestation. You don't, you're not in control of how, so let that go. That's where the universe steps in and, and helps to conspire in your favor and bring things towards you. That's good because it gets really overwhelming when you start to think, because Brittany, you, I think even more than me, are really a list person in terms of getting from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So when Brittany sets a goal, like she backtracks on every step she needs to take to get there. And I'm kind of like, that looks good. Yeah. It's just like my list is so out of whack right now. I feel that I just also feel out of whack when everything's in line and in order. I feel very good. Yeah. I need to like get myself in line. <laughs> well, manifestation is not, I, I just think it's like, it's not my problem. Like now it's the universe's problem, not a problem, but like, it's your job. It's yeah. not my job anymore. It's your job. Right. We get to, we get to outsource that. Delegate one. to the yeah. universe. <laughs> Delegation. That's exactly. 
delegation to the universe. It's so smart. I know. And also I was kind of shy to put out what I wanted initially. Probably I didn't want to tell people because I was either afraid they would judge me or I don't know, just it's hard to say sometimes what you really want. I think saying it out loud has really helped. And I think that we need to do more of that for ourselves and get what we want. Cause I'm a dream big person. Like I am a dream big. So I think we need to, yeah, let's come back and do that again. Yes. Days. You want me to pull more about the platform? Yes. So I'm pulling more on the platform and then the manifestation. Okay. So on the engagement side of the piece, we need you to let go of what you thought was the right thing and what you thought was the purpose. That is mm. really the guy. Sometimes guides are funny to like not give you all the information because they know that like you'll hang on to that and like potentially say no to some things you should say yes to or vice versa. So I guess just kind of give yourself a little bit of time to maybe sit with feeling bad about what you thought was going to be the right thing and what your plans were and just like mourn that a little bit. Just sit with the feelings of like, we thought it was going to be one thing and now it's not that thing. But no that the sun comes out very quickly thereafter Mm. and everything's going to work out just fine. So you're going to ultimately feel like it would all worked out that way for a reason. Okay. Okay. This is also like a vacation card sometimes. So I don't know if like when things start to get a little bit more settled, it could be a retreat or a virtual retreat or something like that that you could think about. That was on our list of 2020 okay. goals. Yes. <laughs> 2020 goals. Ah. <laughs> so funny. Exactly. So, so funny. Okay. So with the magician card, with the manifestation, so we've got some people coming through here that I would urge you, and this is for everybody who's manifesting, there are going to be certain people you tell and certain people you do not tell about the manifestation, just because some people get it and some people don't. Right. And you know, we all know how it feels when someone tells us our dreams are stupid or your baby's ugly. Like, yeah. it's not very nice. <laughs> yeah. So there's two people in particular that I would urge you guys to just be cognizant of that. One is a king of cups. It could be a male water sign. Not that they're not supportive. It's just they might not really understand what the vision is. And so they can't feel their way into it. And so they they can't, they'll say maybe something like, I, you know what, you guys, I can't get there. I wish I could. I really don't understand what you're talking about. Is cancer a water sign? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. It's my husband. (laughs) Does he say like, I heard Bevan, I, you know what? I love you. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, he's like, Bevan, I love you. You guys aren't making money off this. Why are you spending your time doing it? That's exactly what he says. And I'm like, well, you don't get it. Similar things too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you don't get it. You don't have to. I think my mom too, like she, she doesn't, you know, with timing, but it's okay. Yeah. The other one's a knight of swords. So this is like, um, an air sign, probably someone who is again, like a little blunt kind of like off the cuff. And you're like, did you just really say that to me? Like that's offensive. And yeah. So, so don't, don't know words. Just maybe just share with them the successes, maybe share with them when it's happened already and then they can applaud your success because they do really want to do that. It's just more so like they don't, they can't dream with you. Totally. 
I would urge you to do so the death card comes up, but that's a timing thing. So I want this is Scorpio season. Scorpio is represented by the death card and that's next season. So if you guys can do the manifestation sooner rather than later, I would really do it soon. I would go and think about death as a transformation, not like literal death. Yeah. Get a little scared with stuff like that. Don't get scared. It's just more so like. No, we have a new family member entering this union. So it's a little, it is like a new, it's a transition and it's, it's a transformation. What the hell is going to happen when this person comes into the world? It's very scary. We are acknowledging that. And we don't know what timing is going to look like. <laughs> so, and that's just the honest truth. Like mm-hmm. we really don't. 100%. So when you own that, your own business, you don't have a maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. No. But you're setting up your life now to be such that it's probably what you wanted too, where you're like, I don't want to answer to somebody. I want to be able to be home with my kid. You know, those are the things that you got to remember. Like, yeah, there's two ends to it, but you're also, I've thought about that endlessly too. Like I want to like take a nap when my kid is taking a nap, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I love naps too. And I'll definitely need sleep, you know, nope. but just today I was talking about how I need to and reaching out to people because I need the help. Like it's not going to work right. and I don't want to die when the kid comes. No, yeah. no, no, you won't. I think it's just, yeah, it's acknowledging like the transformation that's happening within you and acknowledging what needs to fall away. That is not necessary for you to hang on to. And mm. that is really important to do before you manifest because you, you cannot have the attention on things that don't matter when you're doing that. And if you can get to that point, you know, next month, maybe middle of November, when you do your manifestation, maybe you do a little workshop, you two. Yeah. That would be a good time. Oh, Brittany, you got to come see me. I'm coming up to New York in the beginning of November. So I'm like, she can wrap around. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Make a literal vision board. No, we have to do that. I know. Okay. We have to do our trip. Okay. And that's that, guys. Oh, wow, Alex, this has been really amazing. I, I've just, this is, we've had the best time. And I hope all of you in, in listening were able to get some tangible elements for yourself for sure. Not us being selfish, but I think that overlying message is really cool. I mean, we and, know that people can find you on your podcast, Priestesses Prescribe. Oh, I nailed it. It's hard for my Southern mouth to wrap around a lot of things. But how else can our neighbors come and find you and work with you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. I'm High Priestess of Brooklyn everywhere. So that's my handle on Instagram, my website, highpriestessofbrooklyn.com. Spell out H-I-G-H and you'll get the rest from there. And yeah, I do one-on-one readings with clients. I do some coaching with other spiritual entrepreneurs I love to connect over DM if someone wants to share like what they're manifesting. It's my favorite. Yeah, well, I mean, we will send everybody out. your way. And I had one more personal question. Every time I look at a clock, it's 11, 11, 1, 11, over and over. I mean, like every single time I could possibly. Like, what does that mean? It means you need to manifest. That's the manifestation number, 111 or 1111, just repeating ones is the beginning of a cycle recognizing that your resources are all at your disposal and you need to ask for what you want. You need to put that out into the universe. It's an urging from your spirit guides to ask for what you desire. Okay. We're on it. Dream, dream big. You could not have come at a better time, Alex. Yes. Honestly. 
Yeah. Those are the best. This has yeah. been so much fun. I literally feel like we are neighbors. I know. Yes. I Thank so you so very much for taking the time to do this. And maybe we'll do something again soon after we put together a little um, vision board. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Please send me a, a picture of your vision we board. We will. Thanks so much. Awesome. <laughs> 